Holes. Hello, and welcome to Pod and Stuff on Together. Gloop. Sploosh. Holes. Sploosh. Holes. Together, 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 together. Pod and this together. Once we know that we are, we're all stars, and we see that we're part in this together. And it shows when we stand hand in hand, make our dreams come true. Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Potting This Together. The podcast where we watch old movies and are still coming up with a tagline. This week, we're watching Holes. Brandon, what is the theme this month? Please tell me. I don't know. This week's month theme started out as like kids getting killed in movies. like. But like because we wanted an excuse to watch The Hunger Games and also Battle Royale because I think it'll be funny to compare the two. Not Okay, funny is maybe not the right word to use. Hilarious. But, but yeah, so then it kind of morphed because holes got brought up. It's like kids in bad situations made by adults. Like they're being yeah. tortured. Yeah, so our theme is kids who just have, like, pretty bad lives, or no lives. <laughs> but, like, in a structural way, not just in, like, a, oh, I'm sad. Yeah, it's a theme. That's what the point is. <laughs> we have, like, not already definitely messed it up, like, one month in, is for sure. It's this a very... is a good first theme. Yeah, and it was fun to Google, like, movies with kids dying. I didn't feel weird about that. You've been like wanting to watch Holes for a long time. It's very good. I love the book. I love the movie. I love the weird rap song music video that they have. Yeah, I we read this book in fifth grade and then we got to watch the movie after. Nice. It. What a treat. I know. We read it as a class. I absolutely adored the book and I love the movie. So I'm happy to revisit it. Yeah, I've seen it a lot of times. I probably watch it once or twice a year. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of holes. It is. It's also a very fun movie to try to find stuff about on the internet, especially more illicit sites, because you have to very, very specify the year or you will get options relating to other holes. Uh-oh, what's your favorite hole? <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick one, just any hole in the world. Um, is, is the shooty, the guy at um, Yellowstone, is that a hole? Yeah, MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> What's it called? Old Faithful. Shooty MacGyver. <laughs> that's a that's whole, it. Yeah. That's the Pretty fun. Cool. That's it. We're done. That's and we're not getting more funny than that. This whole podcast. Yeah, nothing. What could follow that? Shooty MacGyver. MacGruber, am I right? You're right. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> what do we do? do? <laughs> I don't remember how we do this. Brandon and I. Um. So. In theory, listeners, at this point, if you go to our Facebook page or other social media, I hope to God that you can find a video of us celebrating ending decoms because we're recording that tonight. And you need to appreciate it because we've spent like an hour and a half troubleshooting how to live stream for five people. That's our brains. We thought it'd be a good idea to record an episode before we record an episode. Because we're very ambitious and very stupid. And so we're both kind of tired. There's going to be an aftermath. <laughs> and you get to see it so this is like level one we're about to hit level three i did bake a cake for that so i think future lawyer will be happier but i'm excited to talk about this bummer of a movie yeah let's well, get just, into it yeah snakes are bad tope it boy <laughs> ah. <laughs> tope it boy what does that mean 
These are Lori's notes. This is why Lori never takes notes because they're awful. I know. Oh, it was the very beginning of the movie. Like it was happening and I knew I had to take notes and I'd forgotten that I said it was going to take notes like 20 seconds before this. Oh. And so it was like the part of the movie where the they need to make sure you know that there's an opening at Camp Green Lake. So they show what happened to the boy who had the bunk that ends up being Shia LaBeouf's character. Oh, so, that's right. Armpit stink. No. Armpit. Armpit. No, armpit's still there. Yeah, I can't remember his name. It's not important. In the book, it's a bigger deal. So I think they wanted to kind of, it's happens anytime they try to put a book into a movie. They make sure to add all these weird little bits that aren't really that important if you don't care about the book. Right. Yeah, so but, this kid gets bit by a snake, and he, like... Maybe a lizard. A lizard. Yeah, he gets bit by a lizard, so he has to leave the lake, the camp, yeah. and there's an opening, and then we cut to Shia LaBeouf, whose name is Stanley, but I'm just gonna call him Shia. No, we need to call him Stanley, because his name is, like, a very big, important part of the movie. Okay, fine. Yeah, but yeah, he stole so, shoes. He didn't steal shoes. Somebody threw shoes on him, and he got so freaking excited, and he started running. But in the eyes of the law, he stole the shoes. Yes, in the eyes of the law, the police officers catch him, and in their eyes, they're like, hey, if you're a kid and you get caught by police officers, don't you just not tell them who you are? What happens? If I were a kid, I mean, I like I don't do well with authority. So mm-hmm. even as an adult, I panic, but I'm very polite while doing so because I'm very scared. So right. if I were a kid, I would probably just start sobbing, honestly. If I were an adult, I would probably start sobbing. That's true. But what I'm asking is what would happen if a kid was like, I'm not telling you who I am so that I don't get punished for this. Do they just take you to like prison? Kids can still get arrested. So I guess, I don't, I don't know what the legality would be, but they can't just be like, oh, you got us. That's the loophole kid. Yeah. Uh Oh, you got us. I guess we never thought about what happens if a kid just doesn't want to tell us who they are. Cause I mean, like, it'd be like, what would happen to an adult? And like, I feel like in the eyes of our legal system, maybe it would depend because you don't need to be 18 to be tried as an adult so i'm wondering i don't know man i have no idea i feel like maybe you should go steal something and not tell them your name but try to act like a little boy so they so we could find out baby i'm a baby cool good start but yeah he gets arrested but then the two cops take him back to his apartment where he lives with his grandpa who is amazing and his mom and dad, who are also amazing, and his dad's job, which is not amazing, where he's just an inventor who is trying to make it so shoes don't stink. Question, though. Uh-huh. My, I don't think I've ever really had a problem with my shoes. It, I, I, it's like a joke and stuff in movies, but, like, my feet... <laughs> are yours stinky? Yeah, um, no. I've never had a problem. Movies make it seem like it's a really big issue. Just recently at work, I've started having really stinky shoes because they're, like waterproof and leather and so they hold everything in and i can like kind of smell them just without taking them off okay so the answer is yes okay the answer is yes so have you tried putting onions in them yeah every day i do it (laughs) oh that's it dang it thanks now i'll (laughs) stop putting onions in my shoes and they'll stop stinking do you know what onions make me think of though shrek (laughs) that's too fast thank you for ruining my (laughs) was that what it was gonna be yeah I know you too well. The whole time is like the cops are going around the apartment trying to find clues, I guess, to prove that he stole the shoes, even though they literally just caught him running with the shoes. And it's only two cops and he's there with him. I don't understand. I don't think it's legal, but the grandpa keeps yelling about them not having a warrant. And then they go into the room and on the one side of the wall, there's uh, pictures of the sports boy who the stolen shoes were from. And the grandpa tries to say that it's his bed. Oh, yeah. What a good grandpa. 
Well, it's just, it's, this whole movie is a cacophony of like coincidence of, oh, of course it was shoes. And of course he had shoes all over his wall to frame him because at the end, of course this person is this person, of course this person, you know what I mean? So like everything is like cursed, set up. And that's the thing. This whole thing revolves around his family telling him, well, you know, it was like your great, great, great grandfather that cursed the family. You know, he put a curse on us and we all have bad luck because of it. We've never had anything good happen to us. If you were going to steal one celebrity's shoes, whose who's would it be? It would be Celine Dion because I heard she has like shoes worth like $10,000. Okay. That was quick. You've thought about this before. Yeah, this is not a fresh thought. Anyway, yeah, it's a bunch. It's almost like Stanley's cursed. And he has to go to this place called Camp Green Lake. And it seems like a very nice place to learn how to swim and jet ski and spend time with therapists trying to make your life better. Not. That's what he tells his mom, at least. Yeah, that's what he tells his mommy. Because in reality, it's a dried up lake with a bunch of juvenile delinquent kids who are digging holes. Digging up. uh Uh, uh they're digging holes to build character their camp counselor says yeah you gotta dig deep if you want the cake you gotta eat it too that's our podcast theme (laughs) yeah so he has to the shovel is five feet by five feet actually it's just a shovel so it's only just five feet but the holes have to be five feet by five feet feet. that's the world's widest shovel (laughs) i don't remember if they mentioned it in the movie but in the book x-ray makes a really big deal about getting a specific shovel because apparently it's like an inch shorter than all the other shovels and he's kind of like the ringleader of the boys at the camp yeah they mentioned in the, in the thing they're like get here early oh i got the sh- shorter shovel shorter day like dude stop i googled and asked google <laughs> if i asked google if shia labeouf is still friends with any of the boys because it seems like they all got like their chemistry was really good Google just told me that Shia LaBeouf recently watched all of his movies in the theater, but that was like three years ago. So that was forever I, ago. I don't know if he's publicly friends with any of these boys. I... But I did find out his dad was an alcoholic, which was not fun. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, but he's better. Shia was also, but he went to like meetings and stuff and he's sober now. I like Shia LaBeouf a lot. I did and then I didn't and I think I'm on the up and up again. But also I keep thinking I don't need to have an opinion on him. That's, no, a, that's a good point. Yeah, think about it. He's not sitting there like, I don't like Brandon. I mean, he might be, though. Mm. He might be. We get to meet Mr. Sir. No, Mr. Podensky, who is kind of the therapist or whatever of the camp. And he says really cool things like, it should be no labor to be nice to your neighbor. And that's good. And then he was like, hey, Stanley, you have done bad things, but you're not a bad kid. I respect you. So he seems like a good guy. He seems real good. Why can't he just be good? Because it's too much labor. You, it, but it's not work to be work. What is it? It's You shouldn't be work to work your neighbor. Oh. That's, what was it? It's no labor to be nice to your neighbor, Brandon. It's no labor to be nice to your neighbor, Stanley. How do you feel about your neighbors? I don't like my neighbors. No, they're okay. They're getting better. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and then we see that Stanley's a big fan, and the guy turns to him, and he's like, you're no fan of mine. You stole these shoes from poor orphans. That's that's a message. Be like, I don't need you. I thought this was a really strange scene, but it also feels like a scene that was in the book that they felt like they needed to put in. I, well, I feel like up to this point, if you haven't seen or read this before, it's confusing because you're not sure why the shoes are that big of a deal. Yeah. Because like without this, then it's just shoplifting. I felt like they made it feel important enough. 
because it was like heavy, like big, heavy. He felt horrible. But I also feel like he could have stood up for himself a little bit and said like, yeah, do it. Well, but like at the same time, you can tell, I mean, obviously we know his family is cursed, but it gets to a point where if bad stuff just keeps happening to you, it seems like he's just trying to keep his nose down and being like, I, I did technically have the shoes. Like, Yeah, you're right. He probably does just keep his head down. Yeah. Because this curse, I love this part of the movie. I love Madame Zeroni. Set up the scene. And her story. Okay, so we like flash back in time. Wait, 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 wait. You're in a you're in a rocking chair. There's a fireplace, and you have a book, and you're reading this to me. Once upon a time, there was a lady, and her name was Madame Zeroni. And there was a boy named Stanley, and his great grandfather wanted to marry a girl, and so he said, Madame Zeroni, I want to marry her. I this is gonna take me ages because I love drawing out a story. And she's like, okay, what you have to do is you need to present her with a pig. Here's a pig. What you got to do every day, you got to take the pig up to the mountain, let the pig drink the water. You got to take the pig down the mountain. Once the pig gets big enough, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and then he has to sing a song to the pig every day too. And then when he's ready to move to America, he has to take Madame Zeroni up the mountain to drink and sing to her, which is so weird. But he forgets and he goes to America without taking Madame Zeroni up the mountain to drink and sing. And so then she puts a curse on him. She's like, if you don't do this, you're cursed forever. And she ain't kidding. So basically he gets this big fat pig, big and fat. The whole thing is, you know, old timey stuff where the girl, the woman he wants to marry, her dad gets to choose. And they have like a dowry and all that, which is the pig. And so he comes with a giant pig and she, it's like him versus this guy who's kind of icky. And he's like, oh, obviously I've got this and I'm in love with her and blah, blah, blah. And she has to think about it. And she's like, oh, wow, who am I going to? He's like, you know what? No, fuck this. I'm out of here. And then he like storms off. And it's really funny where he's like, I, it's, it, you have to think about this. Well, how big is this piggy? Um, <laughs> um, pretty large. Oh, wow. I think they both have large pigs. Okay. So a tough decision. Yeah. Who would you pick? Yeah. Uh, I just none of them the fact that the guy thought it doesn't seem like he'd ever spoken to the girl yeah he just gave her a pig and the other guy it seems like was the one who was like set to marry her so she was familiar with him it's also dumb because it doesn't matter because he gets cursed because he didn't that the whole point of this is that he didn't take madame zeroni up the mountain mm-hmm. and so now he has a curse on him can you imagine having to carry like this little lady up the mountain just singing to her like that? No, that's what I said. I'm like, why did she even want to be carried up the mountain? I wouldn't want to be carried up a mountain. That would be so awkward. Maybe it's supposed to be stupid. That way it seems frivolous to him, but the true test is like, his. is he good to his word? Yeah, that's fair. So they made it like purposely like really weird. So then he's just like, fuck it. There's no point in any of this. Like it's, I'm not carrying her. I'm just like leaving. Yeah, I do understand. It's, he's like, oh, I don't need to carry her out. Yeah. He really gives a crap about that. Like it doesn't matter, but his word matters. And she had a word and that word was curse. Uh, it was curse, curse, curse. Cause she puts a curse on him. <laughs> yeah. Let me regroup here. <laughs> I can't see you. So I don't know if something funny just happened. It's so hard talking about like two stories in one. There's like 17 in this. Yeah, I know. I have a harmonica near my desk. Would me playing that help you? No. Okay. I have an ocarina downstairs. What? An ocarina. I know it. An ocarina. <laughs> you just do that. They go back to camp and it's, they don't go. They're already at camp. We go back to camp from the time traveling. And yeah. we find out that there's lizards everywhere and they'll kill you real bad. 
and one is going for Stanley because Stanley's out super late. And then Mr. Sir Such the lizard, the snake with legs. And then it's just camp is a is a stink fest. There's the poisonous lizards, there's the short showers. It's dry and dusty, but he's Stanley is writing his parents like, hey, camp is going great. This is fine. You know, I'm happy fine. So he doesn't worry him. What a good kid. He's the embodiment of the this is fine fire dog. Yeah, pretty much. He really kind of doesn't have a personality. <laughs> I think point. he I think he do, he's just trying to he's used like we he's used to this. So he's just like I just need to get through this. It's only 18. Well, and also his home life is he's very very poor. He shares a room with his grandpa. His apartment smells like old sneakers. Like his life is just shit. So he's kind of like it makes sense that I would be here, but I better not worry my mother cuz she is also having like not a good time. Right, yeah. So he's a good kid. He's just quiet and awkward and he doesn't know. I mean, nobody they're under this ruse of they're digging holes to build character, but they tell them if you find anything interesting, bring it to us. And I, you know, it's funny. I actually had forgotten this entire plot. I knew that like they were looking for like a treasure of some kind, but I couldn't remember what they were looking for. So it was kind of fresh and new to me to rewatch. I loved it. And I all I remember was like the lipstick. But he finds this he finds what does he even find at the beginning it's like a fossil or something oh yeah a fossil of a fish and he brings it up and he's like hey i think i found something do i get the day off since i found something cool and uh x-ray's like hey asshole what do you think you're doing if you find something you give it to me so i get the day off and so everyone around camp is like real shitty to him yep and then the fossil is definitely not what the counselors are there for wouldn't that be funny if they're like we found it (laughs) it did used to be a lake the tales are true everybody go home it's true (laughs) and then it rains and then like the rainwater is what makes the shoes at the end not stink yeah but false that's not what happens instead we travel back in time to another plot and there's this man named sam and he smells he smells onions and sells onions he probably smells them I like somebody takes just a good old bite out of an onion and that's how I feel about onions. I am very pro onion. I think they're the best vegetable. You would eat a bite out of an onion just like that? I I mean, I wouldn't like, that's a weird thing, but I eat onions like kind of plain sometimes. I do too. Yeah. If they're just like cut up and put on something, I'll eat the heck out of an onion. Yeah. So pro onions. Um, He has a hundred year old donkey. It's so hard to not talk about Shrek right now. No kidding. I literally thought you were making a joke until I was like, oh, wait, you know, he did have a donkey. A donkey. Donkey. And we find out that the onions keep the lizards away. And then there's this school teacher and she gives him her peaches and all the creeps in the town are hot for her. We got to marry her. Collectively, us as a whole should marry her. The whole. Mm-hmm. Should marry her. Everyone loves her. She's the girl. She's the actress from Medium. She was on. Or from that Quentin Tarantino movie, that name I can't remember. She's Patricia Arquette. Arquette. Which I love that name, Patricia Arquette. Yeah, I think she's, she's her brother is Courtney Cox's ex-husband, whose name I can't remember, even though I literally just said their last name. David Schwimmer. David Arquette. <laughs> yeah. That David one. Schwimmer. Yeah, I love her. I saw her and I'm like, God, she looks different in everything she's in. And I'm just obsessed. I don't know if she was wearing a wig, but if she was, her hair is gorgeous. Yeah, I don't know. It has to be a wig. But either way, that's pretty much all we get of this story. It's like a weird side story, and I forgot where it goes. So I'm excited to talk about this. 
<laughs> I forgot how this movie ends. Well, you're going to have to wait a little bit because now we're getting to Stanley reading his a letter from his mom and dad. And Zero is reading over his shoulder, except, spoiler, he can't read. So he's not actually being nosy, which actually kind of makes it worse because now he's just, like, staring over his shoulder at nothing. Yeah, why would he even bother? But, like, maybe he was just like, oh, I can't tell what it says, but it's from somebody's, from your mom. So I know that you're loved and I'm sad. Yeah, but, yeah, so he has to learn how to read. So Stanley's like, hey, I'll teach you how to read. He's like, hey, if you teach me how to read. I'll dig your holes, which is not a euphemism. No, I'll dig, I dig that hole for, yeah, no. So he's like, I'll help you dig your hole. We can both get out earlier. Because you're very slow. Zero is very good at digging holes. Yes, 100%, even though he's a little, little guy. They find a bullet and it's engraved with the letters KB. And like, what's KB? Oh God. And then they have to give it to Zero, obviously, or X-ray, not Zero. He gets double shower tokens because they have the thing where you get a token to use the shower. Yeah, and so he takes credit for it. The problem with this, though, is that he doesn't, like, show him where he found it exactly because he's lying about it. Yeah. And so they have – this part really made me mad. I'm like, they're digging nowhere near where they found it Yeah. for days and days. None of the kids are really concerned with, like, actually finding anything, especially since they don't know, like, that they're looking for anything important. Even though, like, you would know, right? You would know, yeah. I mean, of course, you're out there digging for a reason if you find something interesting. Have you ever had to dig a hole? I can't say that I have. Have you? Yeah. One time I went to my grandpa's house and he made us dig like a four foot hole trying to find like some buried cable. And at first we were like, this is going to be fun. We've never gotten to just dig up someone's yard before. We're like, this is going to be fun. You know, as a kid, what a fun thing to do. It sucked. I kind of want to try it now, to be honest. It took all day. Um, Would you rather deliver mail the week before Christmas or for a week <laughs> or, <laughs> or dig a hole like five by five feet for the same amount of time no I mean just however long it takes you to dig the five by five feet hole oh probably the five by five foot hole even after your all day story about the four foot hole yes because <laughs> as much as I love bringing joy to people's faces when I deliver their parcels I do think it would be nice to just get one day of work and then be done okay fair if you ever visit austin can we find like an open field yeah like a lot of dirt and have a contest and see who can dig it fastest what if we work together and just (laughs) dug a hole that sounds like you're just let me win what if i just let you dig a hole (laughs) (laughs) you just like yell at me while i'm doing it good job wow what a good hole wow dig deep got nothing for you you're just like yelling weird jeff proof from, yep. from survivor quotes at me anyway all the fixins i oh it's just all the fixins <laughs> all the fixins i feel like we've straight off path here we are losing our minds <laughs> okay so there ends up being this really dark as heck subplot so sam goes to the teacher's schoolhouse and there's a leak he's like i can fix that it's kind of like the princess bride where he keeps saying as you wish except it's i'll fix that do that for a dollar nobody said that ever and then they eventually smooch because it's clear that they're like fond of each other they've been really flirty this whole time and there's this rich man in the town and he wants to marry kate and he sees this and i don't think we've mentioned it but sam is not white and kate is white and so since he sees them kiss 
the rich guy, he gets drunk and then lights the schoolhouse on fire. And then, so Kate's like telling him like, hey, you need to help me put out this fire because she doesn't know it was him. And then there's basically this thing where he's like, hey, it's not illegal for you to kiss him, but it's illegal for him to kiss you. And I'm going to go hang him now, which is a lot. This part was honestly so heavy. Yeah, dude. It's kind of shocked me. What I mean, like... I was like, they're not going to do it. Well, and I think... It's hard because I think it's a story that's like, I think it's good that it was in the book and it's good that it's here. It's just like the rest of the movie has a specific vibe that this does not necessarily follow. That's the, that's the whole problem. No, it's not a problem. It's just weird. And it, it was, it's something that happened and how fucking awful. Well, even just the filming style of these scenes, they're really like bright and stuff still too. And like very clear. And it just doesn't, it doesn't necessarily feel like you're going back in time when these scenes are happening. Aside from the horses and stuff, like it, it feels weirdly now to me, the lighting and everything. That's fair. The style of, yeah. I mean, they did a good job with like the costuming yeah. and the accents and this and that. I feel like I like that it's so deep and mm-hmm. like she's really a she's really pissed off now, like for yeah. good reason. It's not like, oh, someone burned her school down. That was what made her turn to a life of villainy. It was, they were piece of shit racists who murdered a person that she loved. That was, yeah. Because of, it was like racism and sexism as well, because when she goes to say, this is shitty, the guy is drunk and he's trying to get her to like, he's trying to force himself on her as well. So it's just a lot from every angle, basically. The whole thing that I kept thinking is, imagine explaining this to children. And then I thought, that's what our teacher had to do is yeah, teach us about this. And I'm, you know, I'm like, I can't believe they, they, I don't know. No, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. What I I'm think frankly, to. like the age, I, I, I would imagine you read it when you're in fifth grade. I think that's pretty on spot, like a yeah. 10 to 12 year old read. It. I think it's appropriate for that age, as long as there's somebody to kind of explain the feelings that they could feel in like the context of it. I think it's good. Yeah. I think the I book think probably a- handles it a little bit more because like I said, for me, stylistically, this scene just felt weird. The actors, everybody killed it also. So it's kind of, it's just weird Literally. to think about. It's a very fast-paced, like, jumpy movie, so it's it was kind of like a, oh, he got hung, but it was very, like, quick. Yeah, they pack a lot of yeah. plot into this, whereas Jumanji was 30 minutes longer, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm, yeah. Cool. Not that you're still feeling feelings about that. I can't get over how much I disliked Jumanji. It was a bummer, yeah. I talked it, to somebody about it, and I, I like it less and less now. And it sucks because it's definitely one that other people... Welcome to our Jumanji podcast. Let's talk about Jumanji and Shrek from now on. (laughs) Only. We're just a Jumanji and Shrek podcast exclusively. Every time we add a new movie, it's just like every episode is us talking about the other 20 movies we've watched. Like, oh, it reminds me of that time on Hunger Games when Katniss ate bread. Yeah, I love bread. Do you love bread? I love bread. I'm Oprah. (laughs) Do you remember that commercial? (laughs) You've literally said that on every episode we've recorded together so far. I love bread. No, not even just that. You go, I love bread. Do you remember that commercial? Do you remember that commercial? <laughs> you need to watch it. Anyway, yeah. So that, it, it was it was a lot. And then, so now we're back to the children and they're digging lots of holes where they think I found the bullet. And it's it looks so funny because instead at this point, it's just like a cave system full of holes because yeah. they've already dug a bunch of other holes. It's it looked really funny. And they're all like walking and Mr. Sir and Mr. Podinsky are just kind of like, they're never gonna find anything. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm just like, 
I'm so annoyed at X-ray because if X-ray had just said like but actually no because if they found it then they would have found the treasure too early and like they would have just like the warden would have just gotten the treasure so it's good that he was a little piece of duty. Oh, that's true. Also, if you're a kid that's like stuck in this actual torture camp, like you got to do what you got to do, and it's kind of like the Stanford Prison Experiment a little bit, where all of these kids oh, just. Ex- accepted that x-ray has this power because they're all like yeah obviously you give stuff to x-ray and we don't really have context for why he has that power i think it was that he's been there the longest yeah i love stuff like this this is why i love survivor and stuff because you just put people in a position where there are no real like hierarchies yeah they have to do they just create their own and like what happens when you put people in stuff like this piggy dies piggy dies that's why we needed to watch lord of the flies the movie's from 1990 i think Holes is a better call, which yeah. is why we're here. Why we're here not talking about Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Uh, can you explain to me, I don't quite remember the, the series of events where somebody else steals the sunflower seeds or something? Somebody steals them out of his bag, out of Mr. Sir's truck, and they're throwing them around. And as bad luck would have it, you see what I did there? Yeah. They throw them at Stanley and he drops them because he's a klutz. Mr. Sir comes back and catches him with the sunflower seeds. And he's like, I'm taking you to the ma'am. The ma'am. Sigourney Weaver is here in the building. Sigourney freaking Weaver. Are you kidding me? I saw her and I'm like, are you kidding me? Sigourney Weaver's in this movie. How I cool. was not kidding you. She's fantastic. I can't believe they got her for holes. Like, can you believe they got her for holes? I mean, I can. But also, are you kidding me? She's gorgeous in this movie. <laughs> she's so good. Like, she's one where you hate her, but you're also like, yes. I'm yeah. tough. Like, good boss lady yeah give me that cut off flannel sleeve yeah and boots and a hat and some like nail polish and it turns out the nail polish is from the lizard's venom or something and she's like touching stanley's cheek and she's like yeah it's fine i loved the scene in the movie you can tell me about it she's like yeah so they get to the cabin and she's all pissed off because mr sir brings a kid in for she's like He's like, look, guess what I found? And she's expecting something big. Like, I found the treasure. But he's like, I found that he stole my sunflower seeds. And she's like, you're wasting my time. She puts, like, lizard venom in her fingernail polish. And when it dries, it's not venomous anymore. But she slaps the shit out of Mr. Sir and, like, cuts his cheek open. And so he's, like, got this whole swole face for the rest of the movie because she's this badass lizard poison finger lady. As somebody who chews their nails... I could not. Like, are, are, are you sure that it does, isn't poisonous anymore when it drives? Like, are you sure? That is how, how you sure? die. Yeah. It's just like me, like, with my fingers in my mouth. And we're like, what a little panicked idiot. Yeah. Because <laughs> then I'd get nervous about having accidentally, like, chewed one nail with it on it. And, like, one was probably fine. But then since I'm nervous now, i probably chew off the rest of them and, like, too much. Yeah. Best to just keep that away from your yeah, no, no poison nail polish for me. Mm-mm. The other kids get mad that Zero is digging Stanley's holes and they make him fight. And then Mr. Mom, Mr. Sir Podinsky, like makes them all fight where he's like, stand up to him, Stanley. I hate this because Mr. Podinsky gets mean so fast. I don't, I think he was always kind of slimy. I think he was supposed to be the guy who like says a bunch of inspirational stuff and is actually like. I know, but there was really, it didn't feel like there was any lead up to him being totally shitty like this. I mean, I guess we should see it coming. Yeah, because like I've never in the whole movie so far, he was just felt slimy. Like the fact that he won't respect their nicknames and just the way that he spoke to them never felt 
great. And there's like a part where after X-Ray gives the word in the bullet, she's like, give them all more water. And he's like, I already filled their bottles. And she's like, give them more water. And he's like, they don't need more. Yeah. The thing about this scene where he makes them fight is like, I don't just watch a lot of scenes in this movie at surface value. They like actually kind of hit a little bit where you're like, Mm -hmm. this is horrible. This is horrifying. Yeah. I feel bad for these characters. It seems like he tries to like pretend to be good, but then as soon as there's a moment where he can exert some weird power trip over them, he'll do it. What do you, yeah. I get why they're so mad about Zero helping him dig a hole though. Especially if like under the circumstances they're all in because like they don't like caveman slash Stanley and he's getting this out from this kid like it seems like maybe they're all because Zero hasn't talked to anybody the whole time he's been there. Yeah and they don't care whether or not he can read and there's nothing in it for them. Yeah and like why why is caveman special like why is Zero suddenly talking? Stanley and Zero were both kind of on the outskirts like they never really right. like fit in with the cliques. Yeah, I would be mad too. I'd be like, why is this new kid just, I could help him read. Come dig my hole. Like, or like, why do they think they're so special? Yeah. But yeah, then we find out that like, everybody has to dig their own hole and there's no more reading lessons. Which doesn't seem important, but it's also kind of a bummer. I think I just hit a wall. I totally just hit a wall. Let's get energized. Let's get physically energized. Okay. Let's regroup. Where are Where do you think we are? Oh, 18. So Zero runs away after this whole, you're not learning to read, blah, blah, blah. And then the warden is like, we're going to destroy his records. He was never here. There's nobody to miss him. Yeah. They're just like, when he needs water, he'll come back. And if yeah. he doesn't, he'll just die. Which I think that's the first, like, we, we knew obviously the adults here were horrible, but now we know they're like actual pure evil. Yeah. They're murderers, given the opportunity at least. And not even, like, they're too they're too big of cowards to be actual murderers. They're just going to let a little kid die, like, in a really painful way in the desert. Youch. And so then Caveman's like, fuck this. So there's, like, a boy who came at some point to replace somebody else. Oh, he comes to replace Zero. It all, like, there's a montage or something, I'm sure. And he's, he's there because he steals cars. And so oh, that's Twitch. pretty convenient because then, so Stanley is like, okay, help me steal this car, the truck, and then I'm going to, like, go try to find Zero. And so they try that, but there's holes everywhere. And so the truck just goes right into a dang hole. You know how much that would hurt? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be really bad. Ouch. Yeah, he drives it into a stupid hole. I'm like, I'm so annoyed. But at the same time, if he had had a truck, they would have been a lot easier to find, maybe. Well, but then they wouldn't have had... No, because I guess the warden does have her own car. It's just, it's really a stupid moment, but it's really funny, because, like, even, like, if you're watching this for the first time like yeah they're gonna get oh no there's holes everywhere (laughs) like oh there's no roads you're hyped for like 10 seconds and then you're like oh of course nothing works out for stanley yep bad luck so he's like running through the desert with pretty much no water trying to find his buddy i love the feelings i get from this movie tell them explain them like when they're running through the dry desert the shots are so cool yeah it's so barren and dirty and desolate and des, you know depressing yeah the caveman steals the truck, it fails. He drives it into a hole. We talked about this. They run away. It's great. We talked about it. He finds Zero, and Zero is, like, alive, and he's in this. It's a flipped upside-down boat that's been in the dirt for a billion years. I remember them eating the peaches that he finds under this boat for, like, the whole movie. That's just the, that's just the movies, just Zero and Caveman eating sploosh together? Yeah, I remember them eating sploosh all day every day i think in the book the because it wraps up pretty quickly but i think in the book it's a longer thing they always made it look so good too i remember i mean i don't and it looks so gross it's 
probably just peaches and those are pretty tasty it's probably like vodka at this point because oh that's why they think it's so tasty because they're just like man i love you you're just such a good friend you're such a good friend i don't tell you how much i love you peaches yeah i remember wanting the heck out of some peach nectar it even made like onions seem like they'd be good i know they're eating onions i'm like that looks delicious i'm imagining like a sweet vidalia onion sauce dude count me a a peach onion sauce are you kidding me i think that sounds amazing peach and onion yeah i would i would do that in a pie oh okay you lost me that'd be a lot what would you do oh like a glaze no i'd make like a, a jam for like some some buttery bread uh i don't know that i would want onions on i love bread Oh, really? <laughs> oh Does that make God. you think of anything, Brandon? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's like, hey, Zero, we got to go back to camp. And Zero's like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to die here. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. He's like, wow, okay. Later. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go back. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so he shoves it up his ass and then he's like, they see a mountain and they're like, hey, what does that look like? It looks like a big thumb and it's called like the Shove lonely- it up your ass. Shove the thumb up your ass. Hey, we should go up there. Shove it up your ass. And that's where they find the onions. And that must have been the mountain that he was supposed to carry her up. Is that the thing? In the book, they mention like it's God's thumb. I think they yeah. do mention it because at one point they're like holding up their thumb. Maybe they don't explain it. But when the grandpa tells Stanley the story about Madame Zeroni and stuff, it's the, the the mountain they had to climb up was God's thumb. So when they see this, they're like, that looks like a thumb. It must be God's oh. thumb. See, for some reason, I thought that all happened in a different country. I think it's implied because it seems very, yeah, it does seem like it's in a different country. I thought it was. So Stanley ends up carrying Zero up the hill because Zero's just, he's he's not dead or anything. He just like really needs a nap, I guess. Yeah, and so I don't know why they're going up to the top of a mountain when everyone's depleted of all energy and hydration. Good hike, but they get to the top and it's all, there's there's water. And it turns out that Zero is like Zeroni and that he's like the great, great, he is the grand, grandchild of he's Madame He's blood Zeroni. relative. Yeah. Yeah, and he bled all over because he, like Stanley fell and they decided to use the metal shovel to try to pull him back up, even though he could have just like used his legs, but whatever. I know, whatever. And so maybe he finished the blood oath on the hill, and that's what makes the water appear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so basically, Stanley carries a Zeroni up a mountain, and, like, the curse is lifted. He also sings the song. It's not going to be, what if, like, he carries them up this mountain, and then they eat onions, but then he doesn't randomly sing this one song from his family. Does the curse still get broken? No, they're screwed. They die. <laughs> so the, the grandpa and the dad must have always told Stanley, like, if anything feels funny, if you get a weird feeling in your tummy, just make sure you sing this song. Because, like, it yeah. might be the thing. It seems like they all know about the curse. So wouldn't they just be like, we need to find the Zeronis? It feels like they never actually thought the curse was real. They were just like, this is why, you know, yeah. like, giving Do reason. Do you have any, like, family stories that you think are not real? Apparently one of my, like, really distant grandfathers was like a king of somewhere what can you just like if you just if you're alone in a city can you just say you're the king that's what i'm thinking like there was a small town and he's like i'm a king what if you're secretly related to queen elizabeth aren't we all no children of god uh she's not god 
don't know what church you grew up at. <laughs> Queen Mom. I want to be Prince Queen Mom. Uh, Zero admits, oh, this is where, like, I was really stressed out that Stanley would get mad for a second. Okay, close I'm your sorry. eyes. Me and you have just spent, like, a month digging a bunch of holes. You find, and then we're bonding and eating onions raw. Okay, you there? I'm there. So then I'm like, oh, by the way, this whole time I have known that it was my fault and you didn't steal the shoes. How, what do you do? I push you off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and then throw onions at me, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Stanley's just kind of like, no, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't really have, like, a personality. He's just like, oh, okay. But I guess. in his defense, it's not Zero's fault that he happened to catch the shoes. I think Stanley's just, like, a firm believer in, like, fate. Yeah, I totally agree. But at the same time, he's very You're very, like, Mr. Padansky being, like, fight him, Stanley. Fight him, Stanley. Show me some oomph. Mm. <laughs> Arr. And that's the movie. That's the end. It just ends. Like the camera goes back to Mr. Podensky and he's just like grunting, except there's nobody around him and it's real <laughs> uncomfortable for everybody who's not involved. No. Or they. Or a. What? What? <laughs> Are you uh, copying me? Yeah. Stanley's like, hey, I'm feeling lucky all of a sudden. We should go try to find this treasure. And then they do. I mean, you know it. That's it. Why are you listening to this podcast? You've seen this movie. All we're doing is reading what happens with some fun in the middle. Anybody could do this. If you'd like to audition to do this, pay us money. (laughs) Yeah, a corn dog is a meat Twinkie. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, this would be the worst episode. What I love about this movie. Okay. The end happens. The, oh, the way, uh, Sigourney Weaver doesn't get the treasure. It belongs to Stanley. It actually says, says Stanley Yardness on it. So it's his. Like he gets it. They split half of it with zero. Family histories are like coming together. It's a good ending. And it like, it ties up all the 30,000 loose ends because we got Sweet Feet is now, apparently his feet were not sweet. And so Stanley's dad is like, I'm going to rub onion on your feet, sir. And it worked. And so they what have- What I love about this movie, yeah, they're rich. Is all the feet related content? I thought you'd like that. Um, Yeah, love it. No, it's like the main, you have the main characters in their own interesting sort of story, but then you have the really interesting stuff, which is all of their history- Like, every main character has a backstory, you know, their family history behind it that's, like, pushing the plot nowadays. You know what I mean? It's, like, there's, like, all that history pushing this plot forward. It's, like, this movie, like, the the events were fated to happen for centuries. It's really a wonderful structure. It's, like, this is what it's like when worlds collide. This is what it's like. I don't know if that's how that sounds. I don't either. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know a lot of movies that do something like this this well. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot of lore, like backstory. And I, I, I think it could have been done almost better. But at the same time, I love this enough that I think it's fine. I, yeah, I think it's just wonderful. If I, I normally hate backstories in like a story, you know? Yeah, like the extra usually stuff. Like, they're like, okay, we have to show this because this is blah, blah, blah. But that's the meat and potatoes in this. That's the meat Twinkie. 
okay. Uh, the lesson that I learned that I'm going to try to say before you say it, because it's the best one ever, it's that even if, if you make a promise to somebody and you don't have a good reason to not live up to your word. So like if you, if you're hurt or something, then like obviously whatever. Stanley Yolnats the first, he didn't think the promise, like he didn't get what he wanted out of his deal with Miss Zeroni. And so since he didn't get what he wanted, he was like, deals off. But he had made a deal with her that she didn't say, oh, if you end up marrying her, then you don't need, then you come and help me. And if not, like you should still, I don't know how to phrase this. Can you help me? What you're trying to say is if you promise somebody something, follow through with it, even if, no, I don't know what you're trying to say. But you know, kind of. I get it. It's important to them. And it's, you don't think, okay, if something, if somebody says something's important to them, you need to believe that it is. Even if you don't understand it. Bing. Now say that in one full sentence. Okay. So (laughs) even if you make a promise to somebody, if it's kind of like a quid pro quo sort of situation, we'll say, but not the sexy kind. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why are you adding all this stuff? We had it paraphrased. (laughs) But not the sexy kind. Because when I think of quid pro quo. What are you pro- talking about? <laughs> when I think of quid pro quo, two things come to mind. One is like every HR meeting you've had to go to where they're like, don't promise to give people blowjobs for a promotion. And then, <laughs> then the, the Ukraine thing with Donald Trump. You just needed to not say, or the sexy kind. And this would have been fine. Okay, okay, take two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I literally cannot remember. <laughs> If you make a promise to somebody and they say it's important to them that you follow through, you need to believe them that it is, even if you don't understand it. That's my lesson learned. Lori, what's yours? That was good. Best one ever. Um, respect nature. Ooh. Those lizards are going to get you. Gonna get you, get you, get you. Um, hell hath no fury like Sigourney Weaver. Who is she? Oh, her dad was the rich guy. Yeah, her daddy was the rich boy. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Okay. Sigourney Weaver wanted to be in this film because Holes is her daughter's favorite book. Oh, I love that. Ready. Two truths and a goof. That's true. It's what we're doing. Number one, a donkey named Shadow played the part of Mary Lou. Number two, the onions that Stanley and Zero eat toward the end of the film are actually apples wrapped in an edible cover. Or number three, Mr. Sir's truck is a 1996 Ford F-350 Crew Cab XLT Dually. If third one's true, because you could not have made up any of those words. I know trucks. (laughs) The second one, I'm going to hold off on. The first one, what did you say? The donkey played Miss Mary Lou? The donkey, Sam's donkey, not Shrek's donkey, was Mary Lou in the movie, but the actual donkey's name was Shadow. Oh, the boat was named after the donkey in the movie then? Yeah. Oh, cool. (laughs) That's a good fact. That's a fun fact. I didn't know that. That's very interesting okay the second one's false false the third one's false i changed it from 1995 to 1996 i'm hanging up bazinga well those are fascinating facts fascinating fascinating i would watch this movie again brandon thank you for asking and i think everybody should watch it and also read the book make a book club make it a fun night i would watch this again i would recommend everybody watching this re-watching this Absolutely. Super good. Probably it's on Disney plus. They are a sponsor. Um, Please, please, please. It's probably one of the better movies on Disney plus. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do we do now? Oh, uh, Brandon, 
Yep. If if you're writing a letter to your mom, where would you tell her to send stuff back to you at? What would your return address be? Mommy. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Please send me a letter at together at gmail.com. Mommy. Please like us on Facebook and Twitter. Mommy, do you have any favorite movies that you want to tell us about or any themes, Mommy? Let us know. than I thought it would go. <laughs> I okay. hate the idea that that's about to be put out for people <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> Stick that up your butt. Stick it up your ass. Oh my God. Okay. Maybe I'll just take like another shower. Like, <laughs> rinse sorry. off this. <laughs>